episode number 25, Sharp and Clear podcast. Coming off a pretty good Super Saturday, Mr. Santoop. Um, I know I did very well with my bets, um, and so did you. Yeah, pretty good's an understatement. Yeah, really good. Uh, really good's probably still an understatement. Yeah, uh, and amazing. Probably the best day of the year. Yeah. Uh, what, what, you, what was your What was your record yesterday? So, so I went ten and two. Okay. Uh, plus nine and a half uh, units, and then on top of that, I played a little grease parlay. So I had four dogs outright on the money line parlayed together. Wow. So it was a big day. And it hit. It, it did hit. What uh, was the odds on that? Um, a lot. Yeah. I'm looking at my uh, my card here. The only losses I have were Washington State, yeah. plus eight. Um, yep. And um, I parlayed a two small home favorites that I usually don't do either, as you said. Um, and it was Missouri and Kentucky parlayed, and Missouri lost. But other than that, I hit on Georgetown minus one. I hit on LSU plus three. I hit on Oregon plus two. Loyola Chicago minus three and a half, Iowa minus four and a half, and you were on the other side of that one. I was. Right, you had Michigan State plus five and a half. I did. Yeah, so that was your your only two loss was Washington State and, and Iowa yesterday or Michigan State. Yep, and uh, I can look back and see what I hit on. Uh, um, Arkansas plus three and a half, Kentucky yep. minus one and a half, Oregon plus two. LSU plus three and a half, Creighton plus three and a half, Loyola Chicago minus three and a half, UConn plus four. I ended up playing it once they, because I know you texted me, and yeah. I was worried about it because it looked like they were going to be without two starters, two game time decisions. I was like, Neb, like that's why the number was rising. Yeah. And early in the game, they fell down, and I was watching, and the starters were in. Yeah. I was like, all right, this is, if I was going to play it, like now right I can't play it. Yeah. So that was fun. Uh, Stanford minus three and a half. Um, Providence minus two and a half and Virginia minus six. It was, it was a lot, a lot of wins. Yeah. 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 And man, did, um, good day for both. Creighton beat the brakes off in Nova yesterday. I mean, we, we like you, I mean, that's what you, you called it. Yeah. But you, you were, you saw it too. You know, you lean Villanova at the gate and then we, we started looking at the numbers and we were like, Creighton's pretty fucking live here. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely live. Um, I, Creighton should have. I thought Creighton should have been favored at home. Like they, I just thought they, the the differences between the teams and as good as Villanova is, like you really have to pay a premium if you're going to bet on Villanova these days. Yeah, you do, you do. Um, maybe not anymore. Maybe not anymore after this game. Maybe yeah, the market yeah. will adjust slightly. Yeah, it may. People may start overrating Creighton a little bit because they played yeah. their best game of the season by far. Sure, sure. Um, and a big Scarlet Knights win. Yeah, exactly. And that, they easily covered. They they Minus did. Eight, they won what four by fourteen. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't as easy as I think the the final line looks because yeah. they they started down ten early. Um, they were up fifteen at one point in the second half and then let Northwestern cut it down to three. Uh, but they, every time they faced a little bit of adversity, they they found a way to pull away. Um, and they've got a huge one on Thursday against Michigan because I think Rutgers still. I mean, obviously they're in good shape for the NCAA tournament, but you, you know you look at a lot of these other teams on that that five six seven seed line, like they have big wins and. Rutgers is a big win over Illinois, but I think it would be a statement win for them to go on the road and beat a, a top 10 team. And I think that Thursday is their, their last remaining opportunity to do that. Um, yeah. So pumped up for that. Pumped up for that and pumped up for today because it's a nice little Sunday slate, man. There's like eight games here that we're going to talk about, which is more than usual on Sunday. 
So let's get right into it. Now, this is a game I'm very excited to see, and it's coming on in 10 minutes. So um, uh, Actually, I was looking at Bart, so it's coming on at 1. Oh, okay. So we have some time. So we have some time. It's a 1 o'clock game. Michigan at Wisconsin. Obviously, Michigan is off the super long COVID pause, the 14-day pause. No one on their team actually was sick, but it was that – stupid ass Michigan health department's decision to shut down the whole athletics department with no one testing positive for whatever. That's a whole nother issue. Um, but so they were, it's not fair to them. It's totally not. So they were shut down, whatever, forget the politics of it. And they're back today against Wisconsin and Wisconsin is a one point home favorite. Oh man. I told you, I texted you earlier. I said, I might hold my nose and bet Michigan because Michigan's the better team. But we know the numbers coming off a of COVID pause. It's not good. Wisconsin, man, oh, they just don't impress me. I've seen a lot of them this season. They don't impress me. You look at the numbers. I mean, Wisconsin has a great defense, an okay offense. Not an okay, a pretty good offense. Michigan has just a great offense and a great defense. Um, so I'm interested to see if there's, like, any matchup edge that you have here. Um, I know I don't think you're going to be playing this one because it's just too unpredictable with them off a of COVID pause. But um, – Talk it out. Let's let's see what you got. Um, yeah, let's talk it out. Uh, I like Wisconsin. Mm. You want to talk about holding your nose and betting Michigan? Like I kind of want to hold my nose and bet Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, Michigan's off a of COVID pause. Wisconsin always seems to play really well at the Kohl Center. Mm-hmm. Like, Got to be motivated because Michigan beat the brakes off of them uh, a few weeks ago in, in Michigan. And you know. Here's here's what it really comes down to, and, and I may just be wrong on Michigan in the same way that I'm wrong on Ohio State, but a few weeks ago, Wisconsin went to Michigan, and they were like two-and-a-half-point dogs, and I bet them on the road as two-and-a-half-point dogs. Uh-huh. Now I feel obligated, but the game is a pick them now Wisconsin at home, to bet, especially Michigan coming off the COVID pause. Right. I mean, I feel obligated to be on Wisconsin, and I feel like that's kind of the, the – not the sharp side, but I feel like that's – I feel like that's the less obvious side to be on. I feel like, you know, no, people, Michigan, that they're you're right. Yeah, I see like people seeing Michigan as a pick them. People are, yeah. so, Michigan's ranked third in the country. People are associating them with the, the Gonzaga Baylor tier. Um, and, and it's, I can't think of a harder game, right? Off of a COVID. To come back off. To come yeah. back, right? To go, not only do you have to go play Wisconsin on the road, but Wisconsin is such a, a veteran, experienced team that just knows the way it wants to play. Like, it's going to be really difficult for Michigan to dictate tempo. I, I think Wisconsin's the type of team that can keep them really off balance. So uh, I, I like Wisconsin. I may have just talked myself into the Badgers um, just because it's, it's such a small spread. And it's like, I think Wisconsin wins the game. This is a really hard spot. It's a really tough spot for Michigan. Now, if Michigan does win this game, like that's, that would be an eye opening, holy fuck type win. Right. Right. Like they're the real deal. Yeah. I mean, like they, they've proven that they're pretty legit, but I mean, yeah. They haven't really this seen- is the test. This is the test of all tests. Off the pause, like you said, going to Wisconsin, playing a good team, Big Ten game, small spread, going to be close. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Thank um, uh, this, yeah, to me, I'll probably end up not playing this one and just watching and hmm, taking some notes and observing uh, what I see here. But I do, I, I, man, it's I really do, like you said, hold nose and bet Wisconsin. I feel that way about Michigan, kind of, just because, like, I do think they are that real deal team and i think like they're going to answer this test well so ah tough tough all right moving on uh here's a line i do actually like a lot minnesota at maryland maryland a two and a half point home favorite 
I like the Terrapins. I do. Yeah, go ahead. Explain why. Well, I mean, it's just, you know, Minnesota is a great team at home. Not so great on the road. Maryland, you know, I in the Big Ten, error on the side of the home team. That's my rule of thumb, um, especially a game where these teams are both close. Um, Maryland beat Minnesota on the road earlier this season. So maybe a revenge spot here for Minnesota, but I don't really see it playing out that way. Maryland's lost two in a row. Um, they need a good bounce back game here. They're 10 and 10. Um, now they're facing a Minnesota team who, you know, two and a half points at home. I think they can cover that. Minnesota's won two in a row. They beat Nebraska and then they stole one against Purdue. Um, so I think this is just, it sets up well as a good spot here for Maryland. Uh, I don't disagree with, with that. I, I don't. Um, Maryland obviously needs a, a, a win to keep their NCAA tournament hopes um, not alive, but to, to keep themselves in a good position to be on the bubble come Sunday. Sure. This is a quad one opportunity for Minnesota. It's a revenge spot. I think apples to apples, Minnesota is just a better basketball team. I think they've got more no good players. And um, I think the line may be getting a little bit inflated for my liking. Like my number on this game is closer to a pick of Maryland minus one. Right. Kind of starting to flirt up there to Maryland plus Maryland minus three. And I think if it gets up to three and a half, I think that's a buyback point for me on Minnesota. I hate to yeah. say it because Minnesota is so bad on the road, but as bad as they are on the road, they covered at Rutgers and they had every chance to win that game down the stretch. They came back home. They beat the, the shit out of Nebraska. Then they stole one against Purdue. And I don't think that after stealing one against Purdue, that's not a, all right, like we're awesome. Like we're, let's, let's, we're, we're riding high. I think that's kind of part of this, this turning point. Um, and now you got a Maryland team that I think they're just better than. Uh, if it gets to three and a half, I think I'm buying back on Minnesota. And I hate to say that because I think that's the, that's as square as it gets, the better team on the road. Um, getting some points, it's like, God. Yeah. There's a reason Maryland's favorite in this game, but I think the number may be getting a little bit too inflated for my liking. Um, you you want to hear an interesting stat? Yeah, go for it. Minnesota has not won a road game this season. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need them to win. I need them to cover yeah. three and a half. I, I know, I know, but it, that is, that's crazy. I'm looking at their schedule and can't find a road win for them. Like, you, you know what this kind of reminds me of, Matt? You had – Purdue played at Maryland a few weeks ago and you had Purdue like plus yeah. one and a half or something like that. Yeah. By one. Yeah. Maryland one by one. Like I think Minnesota can keep it close. And I think if I can get a full possession plus the hook, that's enough for me to be, um, be, be in involved with the Gophers. Plus. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't hate the other side either. No, I don't, I don't hate the other side, but I would have, I would have liked Maryland closer to a pick them. And I think yeah, the yeah, is yeah. adjusted here. Yeah. Like road, Minnesota sucks home teams in the big 10 are good like i think the market has adjusted like over corrected to to handle that fact like this is basically saying what this number is saying is that these two teams met on a neutral floor it would be a pickup and i don't think that's the case you know yeah. what I mean? no i agree i agree i think you know i look at my numbers i think the matchup is actually kind of, kind of favors minnesota too um so you know i, I kind of like minnesota but i need that three and a half like i'm not playing it at two and a half Okay, next game is interesting as well. It's a back-to-back uh, -back rematch from yesterday. Loyola Chicago at Drake. 
yesterday, we were all over Loyola Chicago. It was minus three and a half. It hit. They smoked them. They won by almost 30 points. Um, you talk about a zigzag spot here, and you said it before we got on. You said, this is a zigzag spot, but I don't want to z- uh, zag after the zig that I just saw. Um, <laughs> they just had a horrible game yesterday, and now the market is adjusted, I guess, a little bit. It's two and a half. It's two points higher than the spread was yesterday. Um, Loyola Chicago is the real deal. They're a good team. Yeah. Not that Drake isn't a good team either. Like Drake's 19 and two, like, but it, this seems like another spot here where like, Oh man, I kind of like to bet Loyola Chicago back to back here. Yeah. Um, I think they get up for the game. You know, it's, it's, it's one of their, it's the best uh, conference game they'll have this year. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you play in the, what is, it, what is it? The Ohio Valley, the Missouri Valley, something like yeah, that. It's the va- something Valley. Yeah. How many quad one games do you get in that yeah, conference? Right. Yeah, they, they get two. Like Loyola Chicago. Both teams have a couple quad one opportunities here. Um, Shanquan Hemphill didn't play yesterday. He's out for a month at Strake's leading scorer, best defender, just really important player. And I don't think they're going to be able to overcome that. The market's corrected. It hasn't corrected enough. Like Drake yeah. is – Drake is a tier below Loyola Chicago, um, and Loyola Chicago at this point is not just playing for the NCAA tournament. They're playing for seeding purposes. They're the real deal. They've got a beast inside. I know you love Cameron Crutwig. You love yeah, him. Boy. He's awesome. Big, big white, ugly. Yeah, big, ugly lefty. It's like looking in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey. They, they've got some great shooters, you know. They, they defend at a high level. They're really well coached. Porter Moser's been there before. I mean – where, how often is it that you have a mid-major coach who's been to the Final Four? Like, yeah, I know. You know, so now I, he's got a team ranked in the top twenty-five. They're eighteen and three. Like, come on, they're they're really good and they're 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 battle tested. I mean, it's not like they played a bunch of pansies the way Drake has. Like Loyola Chicago, you know, they they lost on a neutral floor to Richmond. They went to Wisconsin and played a tough game. Like, they're not yeah. they're they're a little battle tested, which is important come March. And uh, yeah, the numbers adjusted. I don't think five and a half is enough. Like I think Loyola Chicago should be like a six and a half, seven point favorite in this one, especially without uh, Shanquan Hemphill for Drake. Um, don't think I'm going to play it because, Ooh. because the, the desperation spot here for Drake is so important because now they're not just playing for seating or, or like their record or anything like that. Like they're playing for their NCAA tournament lives and they need a quad one win. They don't have a quad one win and they need this one in the worst way. Otherwise it's going to come down to winning their conference tournament. Yeah. Mm. I just – I don't want to mess around with that because I think Roman Penn, who is their Drake starting point guard, and uh, I think he's one of the best point guards in the country that people don't know about. They've got enough guys that make shots from the outside. I think they're well coached enough to, like, hang in there. I lean loyal Chicago. I don't think the number's big enough, but I don't want to play it because of the zigzag, because Drake's motivation, like all these things. So so I'm, I'm off. And another factor – is Loyola Chicago shot 63.8% from the field yesterday. They were lights out. Uh, there's going to be some regression there in this one. Just another, you know, maybe, maybe. maybe. Honestly, yeah. So, so they, they just dominated inside because they got, um, without Hemphill, who is a six foot seven super athlete, uh, Drake was forced to go small. Um, and their big man, Darnell Brody, was in foul trouble all game long. He's a Seton Hall transfer, great defensive player, big, big, big body. He was in foul trouble all game long. And if Crutwood gets him into foul trouble again, like I don't know how they stop Loyola Chicago inside. And then if you had the problem with what makes Loyola Chicago so dynamic is 
they're almost similar to Iowa in a sense where they have just a beast inside that if you can't stop him one-on-one, you're going to have to double. But he happens to be such a great passer with a ton of great shooters around the arc. It's like a pick your poison type thing. Right. Um, Chicago is not a team anybody's going to want to play in the NCAA tournament. No. They're really good. Um, no play, though. Fine. Uh, Marquette at Seton Hall. This number seems big, and I, I, I want you to tell me why Seton Hall is a seven-point favorite. Is it because Marquette stinks? <laughs> I, I don't think Marquette stinks. Um, I don't think Marquette stinks. I don't know why the number's high. Uh, I actually – I mean, I think it seems high, but I think it's actually right. Like, my number's minus seven. Like, that's that's my number on the game, too. So, if, if, okay. so it's not like – I think you just look at it and you're like, oh, why is Marquette a seven-point dog? Um comes down to six and a half. I kind of like Seton Hall. Like they need the win. They can't afford a quad three loss at this point. Um, don't think I'm going to play it because like I could absolutely see Marquette hanging in there um, and winning outright. Like Marquette from a pure talent perspective is perfectly capable of hanging in there with Seton Hall. This is a Marquette team that's won on the road to Creighton. They've beaten Wisconsin. Like they're, they're plenty legit. Um, they defend the, the, the interior at a high level, which is important because Seton Hall likes to score inside. Um, I think what it's going to come down to is, is Marquette's ability to make shots from the perimeter. Uh, and I guess Seton Hall's ability to make shots from the perimeter also. I mean, both teams are streaky from the outside and both teams' strengths defensively are defending inside. So I think both sides will get opportunities from deep. Which team will hit them? That'll decide the game. Um, I don't think I want to lay that, that large number with Seton Hall. Um, yeah. but I don't really have any interest in backing Marquette either. They kind of seem like they're they're waddling to the finish line this season. Right, right. Um, okay, fine. Nebraska at Penn State. Penn State, eleven point favorite at home here. We don't. I feel like we never have plays with this large of a number unless it's like Gonzaga. Um, I, I don't know. It just uh, this is like a a clunky game for me here and. Like, could Penn State cover 11? Sure. Could Nebraska cover? Sure. Um, I don't know. You, you, you probably have more eloquent thoughts than me. Um, yeah, I, I like Penn State. I can't bring myself to lay that spread. If it was like nine and a half, I'd really think about it. Yeah. Just because I think Penn State plays at a, at a tempo and a like their, their defense is built to force turnovers. Yeah. Nebraska does not take care of the ball. No. Nebraska just had a brutal, brutal home loss to Illinois where they had a chance to really get a statement win, the first statement win of the Fred Hoiberg era, and they just they botched the opportunity. They blew a late lead, um, which happens. Illinois is fantastic, but I think that that can be draining. And for a young team that hasn't really been in those spots before, I think it's tough to kind of bounce back a few days later and now play a really – like a few days later. I mean, they had, what, one day to prep? They played yeah. Friday night. It's Sunday afternoon. Now they're on the road at Penn State who needs wins to make the NCAA tournament because I think they still have a chance to get there because they're high net rating. Um, they've got a couple good wins. Like I could see, in my opinion, I think it's more likely that Penn State wins this game going away by 20 plus than Nebraska wins outright. I just think it's a really difficult spot for Nebraska. So, um, and a tough matchup also. So I like Penn State, want nine and a half because I think they win by double digits. Right now I'm not touching it. All right, Pitt at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is a five-point home favorite. Um, it seems like we've been on Georgia Tech a lot lately. Uh, I don't know if you're going back to the well here with them, uh, laying five at home versus a Pitt team. Um, Pitt definitely has a 
um, rebounding advantage over Georgia Tech. But other than that, I don't see a crazy edge here. Yeah, um, nothing for me. Yeah. Like Georgia Tech. Seems just like, I would have liked this at like three and a half. Yeah, I mean. Five, like, uh. Yeah, five, it feels pretty sharp. Uh, I think it opened three and a half and it got pounded up. Um, My number's five. So there you go. Uh, Georgia Tech just lost in as as brutal a fashion as possible. Um, It was a Friday night at Clemson. I kind of lean Pittsburgh, but Georgia Tech's really good at home. Like it's it's got to be really tough for Georgia Tech to bounce back. They should have won the game at Clemson. That would have been a huge like resume building win. They lost on a banked three at the buzzer, and now they got to come back home to play a Pittsburgh team that doesn't have a lot of finesse. But I mean, they're tough. They're physical. They're fast. You know, like they defend. Like, I don't think this is going to be a walk in the park for Georgia Tech. And getting you know five, it's it's interesting. I think Pitt can hang in there. I don't know if I'm going to take it, but it's definitely something I'm monitoring throughout the day. I think I I would want like six. Six and a half, and then I'd really be in on Pittsburgh because I think that their physicality can be a really big edge on a Georgia Tech team that lost Friday night at Clemson and now has to come back Sunday, you know, and right. uh, play a game against not against a, a good basketball team that's hungry. So um, lean Pittsburgh, but, uh, but but no no play. Miami at Notre Dame, another ACC game. Notre Dame laying seven at home versus the Hurricanes. Yeah, um, on the surface, like, I like Pitt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, not Pitt, excuse me. I like Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, just because Miami doesn't defend the three. Notre Dame is money from deep. Uh, Notre Dame's weakness is defending the perimeter. Miami has, like, no perimeter shooters. Um, Notre Dame kicked the shit out of Miami a few weeks ago at Miami. I think Notre Dame's really starting to round into shape. I, I know we've talked about Notre Dame quite a bit, and I, I've, I think I've been pretty high on them for a little while just because they have such a – such a good collection of talent offensively like they are live in any game they play just because they shoot the ball at such a high level and they run such good offense and Mike Bray is such a good offensive coach um but do I want to lay like seven with them at home against free against Miami Jim Laranaga and his ability to to defend and, and coach and, and rally his guys like not really no um I'm taking a look at it my number on the game is only like five so number spot leans Miami a little bit but gut feel feels like Notre Dame and, and matchup feel feels like Notre Dame just means like, I should probably not touch it, you know? Yeah. No, I, I, I hear you. I like all the points you made. Um, I mean, Miami really struggles to score. Yeah. Um, and like you said, Notre Dame makes it rain from deep and, it, and Miami doesn't defend the three. So like the matchup here, like you look at the numbers, it screams like, Ooh, this could be a good Notre Dame play. But it's like uh, seven is just a little too steep, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, all right. Uh, last game on the card here. Oregon State at Arizona State. Arizona State, a five-point home favorite. A lot of sharp numbers today. These numbers are just like, oh, man, a little little too rich for me. Um, I agree with that. Like five is, is – feels like a lot of points to lay with Arizona State. <laughs> I don't know who's active for them. Like they've, they've had a couple COVID issues. Um, they just got destroyed by Oregon. Oregon state just lost a tough one at Arizona. I don't really have a great feel on this one. You know, like, like Arizona state is at their highest ceiling at their highest potential. They can beat anybody in the country, but we haven't seen that really all season long. Um, point guard, Remy Martin's a hell of a player, but like his supporting cast is lackluster. 
Like they need to surround him with a beast inside and like great shooters. And they just haven't done that. They've surrounded him with a bunch of one-on-one players and that's not a recipe for success. Um, Oregon state is pesky. Like they've been pretty good as a dog in Pac-12 play. Uh, we went outright on the road a couple times, but I don't, I don't trust them. Like I don't see it. I've watched them a lot and I don't, I just don't see it with them, even though they're winning some games. Like I, I don't see it. Um, They've got a good good point guard in um, Ethan Thompson, but and they got a bunch of JUCO transfers. Like they're just they're feisty, but like man, I don't I don't want to touch this game, so I'm not. Fair, fair. All right, so do we have any plays? Do you have anything? Yeah, I guess I'll I'll give out Wisconsin if you can get okay. them minus one or better. Um, All right, I think the spot lines up, uh, and I'm looking for Minnesota three and a half, and I'm looking for Pitt six and a half, and uh, Penn State nine and a half. Those are the numbers that I'm looking for. So good, good, cool, cool. So uh, wait around for those numbers if you can't get them now when you're listening. If not, it's a no bet for the sharp up there. Um, yeah, I don't I don't have anything either. Like I lean Michigan and I lean Maryland two and a half, which is like against you. But um, I don't think I'm going to bet anything. I really don't. I had a good day yesterday. Nothing's jumping out at me today. Uh, like just the. Uh, yeah, I might just uh, relax in my winnings from yesterday. Um, enjoy those winnings. Yep. I, I, I hear you. I think that's part of why I'm being so selective today as well. Um, mm-hmm. Not that we have a big slate tomorrow or anything to, to look forward to, but. Yeah. But it was just such a monster day. Yeah. It was a monster day. Yeah. Um, all right, Mr. Santoop. Uh, who do you think wins the PGA um, tournament today? Um, I think Berger wins. Berger. Although I will tell you, I want Spieth to win. Yeah. Uh, just because I think if, if he wins, like the market is just going to totally overinflate him. The, the one yeah. guy I don't want to win is Patrick Cantlay. Because I think that Cantlay is going to be super, super live next week at Riv. And I just want, I, I'm, I'm praying, want a number. praying that I get a 20 or better on him next week. Because I'm yeah. super live at Riv next week. So, um, so I, I, I am pumped up for that. And who wins the Daytona 500? Uh, Kevin Harvick is he still he's still driving cars oh I just had to throw that one at you I wanted to see who you had to say I'm gonna go with Martin Truex Jr the Jersey boy how about that I mean I didn't I didn't okay let's go okay yeah Martin Truex Jr Daytona 500 where in New Jersey uh it was like he's like from like central Jersey near the shore somewhere yeah oh let me look it up real quick yeah look it up like Manalapan area I think so. Um, Mayetta. Where the hell is that? I'm looking it up. Yeah, where is Mayetta? Yeah, okay, so it's right near uh, – it's right off LBI. Oh, st- right near Stafford. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. Stafford Township. Yep, yeah, that's my stomping grounds. I know. I know. Some good. stomping grounds. Yeah, so he – so there's a guy to root for today. Martin Truex Jr. Justin has a house in LBI, so my, right there. Well, if, if my dad is listening, I don't have a house. My parents have a house. (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. All right, buddy. We'll talk tomorrow and uh, uh, go Badgers, I guess.